watch wrestling? Salutations. Well, hello there. Welcome, friends, to the We Watch Wrestling Podcast. I'm your wonderful, darling, redheaded, bearded host, Matt Base Wrestling McCarthy. With me always, professional wrestling encyclopedia, Mr. Vince Averill. Yo, it's Maddie's birthday, bitch. baby. Son of a bitch. Oh, come on. Happy That's birthday, right. Maddie McSee. Thank you, friend. We've uh, we got to meet up this week. I got a few items for you. I've got a, a, an item for the boy because, you know, Punch Duroc, he just had a birthday. This is uh, true. I'm very excited about. But I honestly, um, you know who the best buds are, right? You got your Danny Acuna. You got your Victor. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Get your Mike Avila. The, the, the best buds, you know. They're, they're best buds. Yeah, these guys are best buds. Well, they got together and put something together for you. And and I'm telling you, I'm glad you're sitting down. And I hope that anyone who's listening uh, might try to grab a seat. Because what I'm about to present is it's a very dense it's a very dense item. And there's a lot going on. Why is it not coming up? Hold on. That's perfect for me. Already. I'm very dense. But uh, this is a serious, uh, serious, serious. I do think it's serious. Here we go. I'm going to try to get this going for you here. Okay. So that you can see it and hear it as best I can. I am both. I am the stuff that the girls just can't get enough. But brother, this goes out to somebody extremely special. This shout out goes to Matt McCarthy, bro. And yes. I mean, this means the world to me. This this is an unbelievable cameo. I really love it a lot. And it starts off with the best buds, Victor, Danny, and Mike. Want to wish Matt a very happy 42nd birthday. For starters, man, Matt, let me tell you. Tell me. To have that many friends give a shit about what <laughs> you're doing on your birthday, that's a big deal, brother. That means a lot. So thank you so much for even involving me in this. That means a lot. At the same time, I also hear you're a huge wrestling fan and a giant, the word is giant, Buff Bagwell fan. And I really, 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 that means a lot to me, bro. Because I busted my ass for a lot of years. And we all know the, the negative story, but we just don't want to get into it. The bottom line is... I would bring it up. WWE right now, rocking it, but you know, shit happens, and that's just the way life is. So let's go with true life, and let's go with the 42nd birthday of Matt. And I want you to party your ass off, and I want you to be safe, have fun, but I'll please be safe though. I do want you to party your ass off, and I promise you, you know. You just want to get a chance to glow in the bask above Bagwell. But, bro, you already have by giving me this special day to tell you happy birthday. 
So oh happy my God. birthday, bro. Thank you, I Buff. I love you so much. I love you too, Buff. Thank you guys so much from, from you know, Victor, Danny, and Mike. And wanted to wish your buddy a very happy birthday. It means so much to me. And remember, I'm Buff. But in this case, I got to say what? that Matt is Uh-oh. the fucking stuff. Yes. So Buff Daddy has spoken. Happy 42nd birthday. Have a great time. Party your fucking ass off. <laughs> but be safe. And remember, Buff Bagwell is in your corner at all times. There's not a time you can't reach me. I do everything to my fans because I what? love my fans so much. My number is 404 844 9561. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Because I am related to every one of my fans. They can call me. They can talk to me. They can do whatever they want to do, brother. Because I am not going to be the prima donna that you can't reach because I'm a big star. Fuck that shit. I'm Buff Bagwell. I'm a buddy of yours. Give me a shout. If you get a cameo for me, that means you're a friend and a fan. And I love you for it. You got my number. Call me anytime you need me or go to MarcusBuffBagwell.com. That goes to my website and gets you any. Only about 15 more minutes. I just keep my personal cell number. You can call me anytime you want me, brother. I love you. Happy birthday. Have a great one, Matt. And guys, thanks a lot. Victor, Danny, and Mike. Okay. Okay. It's, it's about, it's about done. Uh, amazing. Oh. How much more time is on it? Uh, you know, I don't know if I know for sure. Let me see if I can. Sure. For a special day. So happy birthday, Big Matt. And just have a good one, bro. Be safe. And again, <laughs> part of your fucking ass off. Because I'm buff. And I am fucking still the stuff. <laughs> hey, stay in touch, big dog. I love you. Thank you so much. There you go, dude. Wow. What in the Lord? Now, also, I wanted to say he just lost his mother, right? Yes. Uh, So Judy just passed. I think this happened. uh, This was done before that. But uh, Buff, uh, he's not afraid to cut a cameo. Wow, uh, dude. Wow. First of all, thank you. Danny, Victor, and Mike. And thank you, Buff. <laughs> Three-fourths of that was him wrapping it up. Did you? Did I see you get the pen out? Did you get the number down? Uh, well, I subscribe to our show, so I'll... <laughs> I'm sure, uh, you know, Danny wanted me to debut it here, but I'm sure he'll send you over the, uh, the hard copy. Right, right. Wow, dude. Wow. So, so Buff is, he's out there, man, and he... And he loves his fans. There's nothing he won't do to his fans. There's nothing he won't do to his fans. And please glow in his bask. <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude. Um, yes. Yeah, so happy birthday, Maddie. Big week. Uh, you and I will be in San Jose on Saturday partying our asses off. Partying our ass safely. Off. Safely. So that'll Unbelievable. be cool. Unbelievable. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. I feel like I, I mean, I, I needed to get that out there, but it was a, it's a jarring way to begin. We don't, I really mean, know. it's, it's tough 
to do a podcast when you're speechless. Yes. It's sort of, uh, but wow, dude, sort of in the wake of it here a little bit. And I've already seen it before. I love the, like, you think it's, you think it's wrapping up and then it just ramps back up. Like I could tell on your face, you had no idea the phone number was coming. No, no one knew the phone number was coming. <laughs> you no were like, one. what is this action? Mike Jackson over here. I know. I love these wrestlers who are like, yo, here's my number. Just call me. But, you know, and I feel like uh, at the point that you say, I don't give a fuck. That gives us uh, yeah. the ability to, to broadcast it, right? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Wow. Dude. So maybe give, but if anyone's thinking about calling buff, maybe just give him a minute since he is just had a death in the family, but. Um, yeah, Judy Bagwell just passed. That's such a shame. Yeah, I, I saw. Mean, Ch- I saw Champa said that uh, Rick Steiner was supposed to be at um, Halloween Havoc and then pulled out at the last minute. Maybe, maybe he's still scared of Chucky. Maybe uh, he was scared of what the finish was. But either way, Rick did not turn up. That doesn't make sense. Uh, it feels like because they the company is doing everything they can. To distance Braun Breaker from the Steiners. So why bring in mm. <laughs> Rick Steiner? Let's not look for sense now, Maddie. That is so insane. I will say uh, for all my ticket heads out there who know that I s- study the art form, we were, uh, we were able to, lucky enough, because we have, we have friends and we have family, we were able to get our Mania tickets uh, the friends and family route today. Yes. Um, Thank God. But they're using the, the WrestleMania tickets are being sold through SeatGeek, which Oops. it's like for for my knowledge, I thought it was always just like a crappier like StubHub, like a secondary market type yeah. thing. But I guess maybe they're either trying to get into the the regular, or I just didn't know that they did that. But so the Mania tickets are being sold through SeatGeek, so it's like a whole new interface to try to. You know, I so like I was, uh, yeah. So just be, just be warned if you're going in there, uh, this week to try to get mania tickets, it's a little weird half cocked or fully cocked. Let me give a yeah. co- couple of quick shout outs. I figured yeah. it's my birthday. I'll swing by the PO box and I was not disappointed. Never yeah. am. Uh, major shout out to Jerry Stumbaugh, the next record store, right? Mm-hmm. I always get it wrong. I always call next it record store. Name. We're going to see him on Saturday. Um, Jason Buchanan, uh, Gregory Solyevev, and uh, Kyle Card. Uh, wonderful people sent uh, uh, some media, some tapes, some magazines. Um, Vince, you got to spend some time with. Uh, I don't know. You you probably fuck with Mad Magazine. I'm sure you course. do. Of course. Um, but you're going to be upset when I start folding in that back cover. <laughs> don't you even you bastard I always love an off-brand wrestling magazine tell me if you remember ever seeing issues of wrestling fury wrestling fury the I don't new believe one to so. me. no the new one on me I dig it and uh, it's got a fascinating article land of the lost a search for missing wrestlers and this is summer 1989 and Wait, on the cover is, is Mario uh, Gennetti is the bottom of the back cover torn off? Or no, it just looks like it from where No, I'm no, at. no. It's just oh, okay. uh it's a little loose. No, yeah. the, 
the the ad on the back is the premiere issue of Wow has come and gone, but there's still time to reserve your copy. What year is this? Uh, I guess there must have been an old yeah different. Oh Wow! It seems like that's Women of Wrestling is what that stands for because it mm-hmm. says Ladies Cage Match, Mud Wrestling, Private Info on your fave Women Wrestlers, blah blah blah. Very interesting. This is good stuff. Uh, so shout out to uh, to everyone, and of course, always uh, you ever want to send something to the boys? Uh, the PO box is in the description of the show. Oh, yeah. uh, no, you gotta, yeah. I gotta, gotta show you this pinup of Johnny Ace. Whoa, what a hunk, huh? What's he got the Union Jack on? Yeah, big fan of uh, the UK. Apparently, Johnny Ace. People think he's a Union Jack off. Well, you know, I was in a few production meetings with him, and uh, his ideas were. Uh, they were something. Mm. You try to anyway. saddle anybody with a skateboard? <laughs> so we can trade this off so you can spend some time with this one. Appreciate you. Always, dude. Always, dude. And then, you know, VHS tapes, laser discs. It's, it's a happy birthday. Hell Having yeah. a great time. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. What about, uh, I mean, <sighs> I mean, I don't even know where to start. Uh, why? Because, I, I mean, I feel like feel like I'm just going to wind up tipping the bit if I just start talking about what I want to talk about. Um, okay. Let me put it this way. When I, I had my gear all set up and I'm waiting for you to send me the link, I started uh, reading the latest issue of Inside the Ropes, issue 14, November 2021 with Brian Danielson on the cover. Yeah. And it's just such a great magazine. Great articles. Love it. And uh, I was really digging into um, Keith Elliott Greenberg's article, The Battle of New York. And um, I love a history lesson, especially if we go all the way back. Because this one goes back to, you know, starts talking about Madison Square Garden when it was a fucking garden. Outdoor, outdoor venue in 1880, you know. But the the first opening of the paragraph of the article is a paragraph. Uh, says as soon as Eddie Kingston landed in New York, he engaged in a ritual that had eluded him in his time away from the city, stopping in a Queen's pizzeria for a slice. And then it goes on to say, "I don't think we're invading," Eddie says, addressing WWE. I think that we are back to conquer the city again. I believe that all the New Yorkers on the roster feel it. This is our thing. This ain't no company's thing. We let you have New York and we are taking it back. Eddie. I mean, so I don't know where to start. The, the article, the essay he wrote about himself. Eddie's I mean, essay. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. The, uh, the, the, the punk segment. From Friday. I've watched it several times. I made Georgia watch it. I, I watched it with Glennis. I was like, I, I, I watched it. The, the first time I watched it, I was like, all right. Vince is, I, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about this segment. Vince, I know, has watched it at least three times now. He's had Georgia watch it. Watched it with Glennis. And when, I mean, everything up until, you know, the finish, I was on the edge of my seat. When yeah. Punk headbutts him, the two of us <laughs> screamed. 
Oh, so you watched it for the first time with Glennis. I watched it for the first time with Glennis. Okay. It just happened to be that way. She was there right. on the couch, and yeah. I was there on the couch, and I said, and I gave the setup, and she put down what she was doing, and she watched it with me, and I was like, God damn. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, uh, obviously, Eddie is always one of the realest guys um, on the mic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sprinkle in some realism, some some honest uh, issues from the past. Punk, as elevated as he's been, I feel like, like to this point, you know, he's had these little things with with guys, you know, the biggest deal probably being like getting put through that table when he was at the announce desk. But like, this was the first time we kind of, at least I think that we, we got him kind of fucking keyed up. And, uh, well, you know, I mean the, uh, this feels like a real genuine personal issue and it wasn't just, you know, cause he came in and he's like, Darby Allen, I want to wrestle you. And then the thing with Team Taz was, um, you know, Taz kind of forced that issue, you know, the way that that angle sure. played out. This one feels like these two people don't like each other and yeah. now they're going to beat each other up. Right. And there's like some, you, we've been given some insight as to why that right. s- smells realistic and, uh, you know, whether or not uh, Cabana ends up in a shark cage above the ring on the 13th will, you know, it depends on if they feel like they got to ramp it or not. But um. <laughs> why are you shaking your head at me? I'm not. Oh, God. What if I, I just, I, it, uh, I mean, you said it. You said it. That thing was pure art. It was fucking, it was so good. If, uh, if you ain't into that, I don't know. I mean, I know it's subjective art form, but like, if you can't get up for that, I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe uh, you know, Wheel of Fortune's probably on. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe you know, I don't know. I guess you know, maybe some. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's it's difficult for me. I don't to, know. To picture I, a situation I, where you wouldn't be like, oh shit, right? I mean, it, like, look, a, Antique Roadshow is a great program. That's right. I would watch that instead, perhaps. Sure. You know? And maybe if you if you don't like this, you're one of the people who really enjoy when someone just gets told that their shit ain't worth nothing. You know, when you do watch Antiques Roadshow. I mean, I, there's you're one of those. Everybody's a winner when you're watching Antiques Roadshow. Mm. You ever uh, you ever hear about them coming to town? I never hear about them coming to town. I feel like they're always just in New England. I mean, maybe once in a while they go I, I, to. Uh, I don't think they're yes, going to. This ro- is the this is the exact exact style of bar stool you would find in a, in an American Legion or a VFW Hall. Um, if we turn it over here, um, and you're saying that uh, there was some was it a high ranking general or something that sat in this particular stool? So you're saying you actually met Bad Luck Fale when he signed this. I mean, put it this way. I don't think they're going to roll into Riverside to see the antiques that some of those assholes have. Mm, we've got to draw a line. We've got to draw a line. Uh, I don't know. I just, it's just it's always struck me as one of those just WGBH, you know, Boston 
shows. That's yeah. what, I don't know how often you roll in and watch PBS Kids or anything like that, but um, Arthur has always cracked me up because you know they'll do a cartoon segment and then they do something with school kids. Yeah. And it's all these Massachusetts kids with these wicked accents. And it's always, now back to Arthur. <laughs> Just fucking cracks me up every time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm just thoroughly enjoying being a professional wrestling fan, as Definitely. usual. Give me one second. I got. I got to do this. Shall I vamp? It. It'll be worth it. Shall I vamp? What's he up to, friends? Vince is so mysterious. He's so sneaky all the time. Can you trust him? Can you trust Vince? I just doubt it. He is not the guy that you want to be trusting. Vince is untrustworthy. Greetings. Oh, you're back. I wanted, I wanted to wait. I couldn't mm-hmm. wait. I, I have one of the items that, that I got you for your <laughs> You birthday. can't wait, huh? I'm too excited. I'm too excited. This is so um, funny. This is the way so, Glennis is. She cannot hold anything in. She's like, so I was I bumping you. around looking for something else, and I came upon this. And it seems seems very legitimate. I hope that it's legitimate. Okay, what we have is a, uh, a copy of the official magazine of wrestling, the Wrestling News, from 1975. Okay. Okay. Wow. But okay. Upon closer inspection of this label, I'll read it. it says the, what the address label? The address label is Jack Adkinson Sportatorium. Cadiz and Industrial Boulevard, Dallas, Texas. So I'm to believe that this is Fritz von Erich's copy of this issue of this magazine. What? <laughs> that I fucking found. And I think that the person who was selling it obviously knew enough to like note that, but not enough to realize that it was probably worth a lot of a lot more money than what they were asking for. Wow! But uh, this is this is Fritz's copy of the seventy-five uh, October seventy-five wrestling wow. news right here. So we'll uh, be handing this over to the archive. I'm sure you'll get it properly bagged and boarded. This is some sort of Office Max uh, type situation. They've got it packed in here so far. I've not Vince. I've not even opened it. Yeah, or, or looked inside. But uh, God. That maybe, is incredible. Maybe there'll be a doodle from uh, one of the one of the boys in there. So we'll see. We'll wait for you to to find out. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Wow. Keep, keep it safe. Hold on. Let me just put it back. I don't even want to keep it out here. I don't even. Okay. Want to There's so many animals. So all many right. animals that live here. Just vamp. All right. All right. I'll vamp again. I was wrong. You can trust Vince. He's the guy you want when you're in a pinch. He is cool. He buys you stuff. And we also have friends who get cameos by buff. It's a birthday song for Maddie McSee. And I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Oh, oh, you're back. Greetings. I had no choice. I understand. Oh, I vamped. I vamped. Okada versus Buddy Murphy. What, what do you want Dude. to do? Dude. How 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 are we so fucking blessed? Yeah, that's um what do you think our plan is? 
I, like, do we watch what what happens first, the show or the pay per view? No, no. So I think uh, you know, um, we don't land until like four. Uh huh. Old Sakuzo is gonna swoop us up at the aeropuerto. I love and, it. And um, I that like four o'clock is when the pay per view starts. So uh, my thought, I was like looking. I was, oh, it's on like it's on. Uh, um. Bleacher Report is where their like internet version is. I was and so so basically what happens, right? We land at four. New Japan starts at eight. Mm-hmm. We have to be back. The the plane leaves in the morning at seven something. I was almost thinking that I, uh, my plan might just be to go there, eat some food, hang out, go to the show, and watch the pay per view on Sunday morning when I got home. But uh, we can also aug- augment that plan. We can maybe try to pull it up on Bleacher Report after, or Dude, there is no wrong way to do this. Yeah, nobody, nobody does it better than us. And we, yeah, and so we can also just uh, elevate and decide in the air. But that's that's the deal. Like the pay per view starts at four. New Japan starts at eight. Um, we're just gonna fucking. I mean, we're supposed to party our balls off or whatever. You know, we're gonna or, we're gonna party our, our balls ass, off. Ass party our ass off. I don't know. But uh, maybe we call Buff. Maybe maybe we we get going. Where does he live? Uh, I'm gonna guess somewhere like Georgia or something, but I don't know for sure. Georgia, Florida sounds right. I think I think he's he's like an Atlanta guy. I think. I love it. He might have been partying his ass off when he did that cameo. Who knows? He very well might have been. Um. Are you pulling up the New Japan card? Yeah. Because there's, uh, there's some hits on there. Play the hits. We got uh, our buddy Justin, the referee, will be in the house. Uh, Bateman is in action. Brody's in action. Rocky's in action. Oh, yeah. We're the luckiest kids in the world. So help me if you're texting with Buff right now. I am texting with Buff. (laughs) Dear Buff, you are the stuff. I like you, and I can't get enough. He said you're the stuff. That's right. He did say I was the stuff. Sorry, dude. Not to be rude. You're going to be screwed. Oh, let me see. Why am I? Why am I even looking here? I just need to go to your text messages hmm. because you sent it to me. Here we go. Ishi versus Jay White for the Never Open Weight Championship. Ishi. I mean, Ishi and Jay White. Just let him go. Let him go for forty-five fucking minutes. You know, it's gonna be dope. Okada versus Buddy Matthews. Secret no more. What a strange nickname. Well, you got to be careful coming up with those nicknames. Secret no more. Buddy, secret no more. Matthews. Uh, probably going to be uh, <laughs> beyond outstanding. You call an upset? Okada is going to get going to lay down for Buddy? I don't think so. Nah. 
but uh, I think uh, Okada's going to make the kid look real strong. Mm. Mm-hmm. So is he signed with New Japan? Is this what I'm led to believe? I don't know. I mean, you know, some of these guys, uh, maybe, maybe he's just doing the U.S. thing. Maybe he's a mercenary. Maybe he is. Maybe. I don't know. I, it, doesn't, I, it doesn't like guarantee that to me, I don't think. I understand. Oh, no, I lost it. Where is it? God damn it. Maddie. These fucking, these newfangled phones. It's not mm. my fault. I feel you, bro. I understand. I know that you understand, and I'm glad that you understand. Uh, let's see. Yuya, Yuamura, mm-hmm. from the LA Dojo versus the walking weapon, Josh Alexander. Nope. There's not a like, bad. There's an example. Alexander's not, he's not in New Japan, but he's mm-hmm. fucking, you know. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, uh, I'm pumped to see him. Oh, yeah. We've been a fan for a long time. Outside of an impact ring. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. Let's see. Connors and Fredericks from the LA Dojo versus Jeff Cobb and TJP. Okay. The United Empire, I guess, is the name of Jeff Cobb and TJP together. What is that? Is that isn't that the is that the, the, the faction with Will Ospreay or is that a still, yeah. is that still a thing? Yes, is uh I didn't know TJP was in it, but um definitely yes god damn it this this new the the phone now the new iphone Mm -hmm. you used to be able to just double tap a picture and it would zoom it now they've changed it when you double tap it you're like highlighting text in the picture no you don't do that it's like who the fuck why the fuck Mm -hmm. when the fuck 10-man tag uh, team Fred versus Team Filthy. Ooh. Uh, it's just the picture, so I don't want to name. I mean, I know everybody on. We know Filthy's guy going to have the filthy little tight ass jean shorts on. We know that that's his thing. He is filthy. He is filthy, isn't he? Uh, tag match. Brody and Dirty. Versus Bateman and who's this with Bateman? A masked wrestler. Oh, Mysterioso. Mysterioso. Oh, so Mysterioso. Yeah, man. Point, huh? I'm I'm pumped. I don't know. Do I know Mysterioso? Uh, I think he was. Uh, they worked together at the show here at the Coliseum. At the Coliseum. Okay. I watched that match uh, mostly on the big screen because I was in the merch line. Oh, right. Flamboyant Juice Robinson versus the wrestling god Moose. All right. He's so flamboyant. Did him and uh, my crazy, did him and Tony Storm get married or something? Or engaged? I don't know if they got married. Maybe they got engaged. Maybe maybe I'm just thinking about how she needs to fucking leave that goddamn company. And what are you, page six? Come on. And uh, Ren Narita versus Will Ospreay. Uh, the venue that. Uh, gave me a little bit of a um, Manhattan Center Grand Ballroom vibe, so I put us in the front of the balcony like we used to sit at the old Ring of Honor shows. 
No. Really? Yeah. Throwback. Wow. What is Throwback. this venue? What is, what is it? Um, uh, it's the San Jose Civic Auditorium. Okay. Interesting. So uh, we're now what Meltzer may be too busy with the AEW pay-per-view and whatever he has to do for his job that he has with them, but uh, or maybe he makes it out. You never know. Or you saying Dave like Meltzer's on the payroll? You're saying Dave Meltzer's on the <laughs> payroll? I know people who do say that. I was sort of joking, but I uh, I have no information. I mean, I heard him on his show talk about w- that they were gonna. You know, he's like, I think his he said his plan was to watch the main event or the three main events of Full Gear, okay, then go to the New Japan show. Okay. So he's going to show up late to the New Japan show, it sounds like. Nobody I mean, it's probably close. I mean, you know, AEW, they, I bet they, they seem to be doing like, these pay-per-views seem to be four, over four hours, right? But not by, but yeah, but not by much, yeah. But the fucking Full Gear show looks awesome too. Full Gear looks fucking unreal, especially now that they're doing Kingston and Punk. I mean, come on. Mm. Mm. Strong. Very strong. So what's the um, next what's their next pay-per-view? It would be this is in the new year. It would be December. Is it in February? I'm just uh, trying to, me, I'm trying to say because I because you know, as we talked about, I feel like, you know, we need to we need to go to the big four. They only do four a year that we should be at the big four. I mean, is the next one double or nothing? Is that possible? possible anything's possible so far it looks like they do revolution in february or march Mm. revolution a revolution which uh in 2020 before the world blew up was in chicago and this past year was in you know, cake and ice cream over there obviously in jacksonville what you got any cake and ice cream queued up over there or what do you would not yet as soon as oh, we're yeah. done uh we're gonna go eat chinese food yes at the place at a place yes that used to be uh eddie kingston's uh he used to get that if he was good that's right week. if he was good all week i mean do you like every everything I mean, look, I, I, I related to a lot. I didn't relate to a lot of his specific experience, but uh, it spoke to me. Him eat, getting to have a, a treat on Friday night of Chinese food or, you know, usually on Friday after swim practice, that's when we would go to McDonald's or, you know, and go like his mother going to the video store and just renting anything that said wrestling. <laughs> and yeah. I could see it, man, him. It's just the black box. He doesn't, right. you don't know what's in the tape. Right. And putting it on. And I just love this, you know, his, you know, the, the scene of his old man being like, I want to watch the news. This kid's watching wrestling. She's like, leave him alone. He was good this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, I love this guy. And then like, Meeting up with tape traders like they were doing drug deals. Mm-mm-mm. They didn't just mail it to each other. It's like, no, got to meet up on the corner. You're in New York. I guess you just fucking, uh, 
you don't give out not, your address. Yeah. Hope it's not an episode of Martin, you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's sitting there, you know, he's like, he's sitting there eating wonton soup and the title just comes up and it says Memphis bloodiest brawls or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then he's like, you know, he's watching the, 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 what is it? The Tupelo concession stand match. And then I wonder what Ed, the box Eddie, at the store was, you know, what she saw at the store versus, you know, cause obviously she just got the tape. Right. And that's what you, you got the like blank box, how it used to be. But the tape at the store probably had something. They had like Xeroxed something. At that's least. true. I also, you know? I love to picture, you know, he, he said his mom went to, to video vision. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, God, I love the, I love this. I love every aspect of it. Yeah. I'm trying to Google Memphis bloodiest matches. VHS box. I think it was bloodiest brawls. Okay. Thank you. That's more alliterative. That, that'll move better. But even at that, it would have had it just been like a bootleg. Like there was no, that, that was not a tape that ever got released. Right. Because even like the one I have um, of the, the cage match, you know, yeah, I can't find anything. That cage match of, um, you know, uh, Lawler and Austin Idol and Tommy Rich. That's as close to a official release as I've ever seen. And uh, there's nothing on the cover. Right. You know, Here, there's this just is nothing not, there. This is not that, but it could very well have been packaged like that and then actually been Memphis because it was just that. somebody fucking putting a tape together, you know? Um, like it must have had the word wrestling on it because she, <laughs> she rented it for him. Yeah. Ah, I just love that, man. And then, uh, you know, it, it, this article again in Inside the Ropes, uh, Ortiz, I think it's Ortiz or Santana, one of them talks about uh, his birthday one year, his his dad taking him to go get, um, I want to get it right, because I just love this fucking shit, you know? He said that um, his dad got him a Walkman when he turned six years old. So this is the birthday that Jack just had. Yeah. Uh, they went to the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. I don't know if you know. Nobody. Nobody. His old man bought him a Walkman and the WWF music tape. <laughs> and then they walked to the garden and his father surprised him and they went to a show. Wow. And he saw Brett and Sean and Diesel Undertaker. And he's like, and then we took a cab to Delancey Street and he bought him a bootleg copy of Mortal Kombat. And he's like, wow. it's probably, probably the best birthday of his life. My God, I would and guess said, so. And when his, he said when his father passed away, like a year or two ago, he was going through his dad's clothes and he found a coat that still had the MSG program oh, in the pocket Shit, that his dad carried it around with him. I'm just like, that's this crazy. Is, I mean, ugh, fucking it's pro wrestling, baby. It's the fucking greatest. 
It is the fucking greatest. What about the fact the- that Kingston talks about like watching the June 94 match between Masawa and Kawada every chance he got. He'll be at an airport and almost miss the flight because he's <laughs> watching it on his phone. Like, I, I just. <sighs> no, man, it's crazy. It's so good. Um, Miro and Danielson on Saturday. That's going to be a hot one, I would think. I mean, it's Eddie Kingston is a prime example of like, who was it? Was it was it Mox who sat out and he wrestled or did he wrestle Mox? I can't even remember the order of events, but like Eddie Kingston filled in for somebody. Right. Because of a COVID scare. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just when these things happen in AEW, they're not letdowns. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's just fuck. You know, instead of this, we get that. Instead yeah. of. And they, but I think also some of the choices that get made too, you know? Right. It was. Yeah, I guess it was full gear. And they did. Well, at least that's the one where they did John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston. Um, And it feels like that's got to be the one where. he filled in for someone unless it was the pay-per-view the month before at all out. I'm just thankful Eddie's never gone back to that green outfit he wore when he went for the the title at full gear last year. Well, it's bad luck. He can't do it. That outfit was, it wasn't happening. I mean, Christ, even the article, like the essay he wrote about, you know, his, he told his story. He, you know, he taught like you're, you're, basically a part of the story Vince. like he's talking about like you know he's going to lose his home and he's selling his gear yeah he and always says, he always says got, selling his boots he always says i had to sell sell some boots right sold his boots there were two pairs of pants that we know of <laughs> no there were more because i because i picked and you picked the best ones <laughs> now did where did he say did you know what show he had worn these pants in or you recognize these pants from watching or yeah yeah i had seen the pants i don't know i can't remember if i was at a show that he had them on but they were pants that you know he wore somewhat routinely right um for a period of time so they're coming back i'm telling you he's got to put them back on when he goes to all part of it might but it might just be all part of it I mean, next, probably the go home on, on, you know, tonight's dynamite, he's going to cut a promo on punk wearing the pants and be like, you know, nobody gives a shit about you. Not in the locker room, not in the audience. I had a guy give me these pants back. He bought them from me (laughs) and gave them back to me because out of respect. I'm basically like that woman at the show that he was talking about. You are. <laughs> You're the person. Like He was probably about to quit wrestling again before that Defy show. And then you walked up, said, Eddie, you went to war in these. You should have them. And then he's like, brother, you're my Zoloft for today. <laughs> Speaking of, Defy returning to Los Angeles. 
And you, you're telling me Casey Corbin's going to be in town? Yes, because the next night while you're at GCW here, where I wish that we could also be, we are, we are going to this Metallica show up in San Francisco. They're doing these 40th anniversary shows. Oh, wow. So Corbin's going to be in town the entire previous week. So we may see more of Corbini than just that Thursday at Defy. Oh, baby. Um, but uh, so that'll be, that'll be fun to be back. We'll go to the, uh, the fishermen and uh, sup, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Make our way over to the building. Corbini. Yeah, man. So uh, it's Happy so funny because he was like, uh, he goes, oh, awesome. I was hoping there's going to be a show. He's like, because I was maybe going to go see Sebastian Bach at the Fonda. <laughs> and I was like, just my opinion, but I think it's going to be better than, than yeah. Sebastian. But Not on my watch. Uh, hell yeah, man. Um, wow. Man. There's so much happening. There's so much happening. I mean. <sighs> Do you know that the fucking. So uh, December 10th is the Smackdown Punch to Rock's first wrestling show. Uh, mm-hmm. On the 9th is another one of these fucking shows at the place that bar used to run out in Garden Grove. You remember uh, the last one that ran there that had like uh, Jimmy Lloyd and all those folks? The Garden Grove? Oh, oh. Yeah. Even the bar? Well, where bar wrestling used to run out there in Garden... Uh, not not Garden Grove. Um, You know what the fuck I'm talking about. The, the old... You go one way into the room, you go the other way into the bar. Bar wrestling used to run at a Legion Hall out in oh, 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 Baldwin Park. Bell Gardens. Bell Gardens, right? Baldwin, Baldwin Park, Park. Park. Baldwin Park. Yes. Okay, um, so who's doing a show there? So I'm trying to fucking find it because it was all over my Instagram today. Hey, oh, don't I'm, swear at me. What? I swear <laughs> all the time on here. Trying Hold to up. fucking find it. God. So that's on the ninth. I love it. The night before. If I can find it. And who. Who's going to be on that? Man, I'm working on it. Oh, shit. You're getting the Briscoes again on the 17th here for uh, GCW. Fuck. Are they defending their belts? Doesn't say. Just announced that they're like these five shows that they have um, coming up. I'm wearing my Suzuki uh, Lonely Warrior U.S. Tour shirt. I cannot for the life of me. Somebody at work today was like, that shirt's really scary, dude. <laughs> Don't be afraid. I'm like, you, sh- you should see the guy wrestle. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Oh, he's, here we go. Here we go. He's totally chill. He wears fancy socks and he loves the Grateful Dead. It's VXS Wrestling. And if you'll recall, like a month or so ago, they ran out there and it was like Jimmy Lloyd and Alex Zane, all these folks. So here's, here's who's rolling in for December 9th out there. You ready? A date shall, that shall live in infamy. Hit Joey Janela. Okay. Leo Rush. Okay. Jimmy Lloyd. I'm in. Nick, Nick Wayne. Who's Nick Wayne again? Um, he's a youngster, but we've seen him, I think, at yeah, GCW. I know this name. Uh, this one may interest you. Two Cold Scorpio versus PCO. Shut the fuck up. Um, Adrian Quest. 
Dr. Cube, who looks like a guy from Wrestling Pro Wrestling. Dr. Cube. Uh, Dark Sheik. Jordan Oliver. JTG. Jimmy Jacobs. Wow. I mean, these are, this is a stack show. And the other thing is, it's, it's kind of like bar in that there's no seats and every ticket's 30 bucks. I just Googled Dr. Cube. What the fuck is going on here? He looks like a dude from a fucking Minecraft or something. But he's got like a, there's one picture of him with his mask off. You see oh, there this? Is. Uh, it's like, he's like Ninja he's Man. He's got like a Freddy Krueger. He's got like a Freddy Krueger. Oh he's my God. He's got like a Freddy Krueger oh, face underneath. No, look. No, I'm looking at it. You got to keep that cube on, son. Dude, we're in. What about this? What about the grind? Don't stop. I'll be there. I will be there, dude. All roads lead to that Hammerstein show for GCW, dude. They got to get it stacked and jacked. Okay, so we're going to that. That's December 9th. December tenth is um, the big, the big, big show. Jack and his and his two friends from school, Vicente and Mateo, going to be a party, dude. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whisper in Jack's ear, party your ass off, but do it safely. Please be safe. And then and I'll run next, over my seat. And then next week, when is that uh, wrestling pro wrestling show? I think you said it was the 19th. Let's see. Yes. November Cause, 19th. Because then Sunday is PWG. 21st. Dude. Dude, you all right, dude? Dude, have you been to the movie theater yet? Uh, no. Is it cool? Yes. But how oh, cool. And now and but wrestling is back, dude. Mm. Mm. How cool is it? It's really cool. Mm. Would you see the green well, what night? About the, uh, well, no. Did, did we go to? Yeah, but that no, no. You went to New Beverly with me and Pop. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. You got me, dude. You caught me in a lie, bro. Yeah, I caught you, dude. So, what's your problem? Why don't you go support your local Cinemark or AMC? I don't know. I I I was decreasing in my cinematic attendance in the lead up to the world changing and nothing has uh in fact now i find myself going like ah why isn't that just streaming already <laughs> you know <laughs> why can't they just give that to me on my tv too why do i gotta fucking unbelievable yeah lazy you used ass to enjoy you used to enjoy leaving your house all the time well but the movies i just i i think you know once tvs got bigger and shit i was just like there would occasionally be a movie where I was like, I better see that on the big screen. But otherwise, uh, you know, I was happy to not be around people. But, um, you know, I'm working through it. So you're Ooh, helping me. You love people. You're helping me. Now, when we get to Burbank Airport on Saturday, you're going to go to the Guy Fieri joint and get a Guy Fieri production uh, to something to eat before the plane or uh, just have to play it by ear? You think I should? Well, you know, they got the Guy Fieri's there at the airport uh, in Burbank. Might have to. Burbank is such a such a pleasant. I don't even recall. It, it, it must be all airports, but I 
you know, I, I don't have any recollection of Burbank charging like $15 for a hamburger. Oh, they do. They do. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just definitely in the eat. ballpark. It's not, uh, yeah, it may not, not be LAX, but it's certainly not, uh, yeah, it's not, you know, normal local, prices. It's not your local hamburger stand. This ain't your daddy's hamburger stand. Um, I think all I'm ta- all I all I want to mention too before we take a trip to Dallas and um, is uh, did FTR always have this music? Uh, say yeah. They they had some sort of uh, it. It felt like felt like they were veering close to you know the Midnight Express music. Oh no, you're right. Yes, they have a new theme that is right? It's Midnight Express ask. Totally. Uh, no flips, just fists, you know, even though closed hand fist is frowned upon. Because uh, that music started and I, and I was like, who is coming out right now? I think I already, I told you, dude, that when the thing about Ring of Honor, uh, or no, it was the Briscoes going like, let's fuck this shit up one last time, talking about final battle. Right. And one of the FTR guys was like, what if we show up? <laughs> Jay Briscoe's <laughs> like, Double dare you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking yeah, Arnon. No, he, go, he goes, dare us to show up. He goes, right. Double dare, bitch. Yeah. That would be that. Uh, we got to see that match. Must be coming now. I mean, I hope I, I hope that AEW's schedule might behoove the Briscoes to still be able to do what they need to do in Delaware and get on the TV because um, it, I think that's a, Tony, that's a hot tag team. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think the only one who will, would be unaccommodating would be Vince McMahon. I think everyone else is like, no, no, these guys run a chicken farm. They can't, they can't be out here. Fucking. They also, they started a lawn service too. They have even <laughs> less time for rest. I think they might be doing something with snow in the winter. It's uh, they're busy. Um, I did see uh, that the uh, the WWE releases that happened. Um, yeah, I saw in uh, Melter in the Observer. He he was saying that only a, a few of them were because of not being vaccinated. But then so, he also said that there was a source inside that said it was all due. And the weird thing to me is like Tony Khan just did an interview where he was like, most of our roster is, but if they start to tour internationally, they're going to have to be, you know, because I think the thing with the E and that's what Meltzer was saying too, is like the, the people who, if those people in, in fact got cut because they didn't want to get it, there are other people on that roster who don't, but are a little higher on the food chain and, and can get away with it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing as anything else at the E, like, you know, some yeah, people can take it and they, not take it in the ass, but you know what I mean? A needle. And yeah. Others can't, you know, it's that same thing of like, where are you at? Um, I couldn't think of who would be a top person that is refusing to get the, because I'm thinking uh, who wouldn't get the jab. Yeah. Because Saudi Arabia, for example, right. If you went to that show, you are vaccinated. So I am blown AJ away. Styles there. That I don't think that he was. Okay, that would be and the he, first person in my head. He has had a 
mysterious non-injury medical issue for um, a while now. But uh, but the I, fact that fucking Lesnar's vaxxed, Taker's yeah. vaxxed. I will know? say that. Well, you know, it's. Uh, um, I did. I I did my prerequisite few minutes of raw again, and I, RK yeah. bro is a okay with me. I mean, I, it's it's weird to see. Yeah, Riddle just being a, a complete clown, but it's but working. The fact that yeah, but he's the fact that he bothers Randy makes it yeah okay. And speaking of clowns, I don't love that Tanahashi and Yano are a team for the World Tag League. It's so uh, weird. It's maybe so it's like weird. it's like Tanahashi. We need you to be there, but this way you won't really have to have any. Uh, you won't have to work too hard. Your matches will just sort of be for Let's a laugh. See. I'm just looking at the card from Crown Jewel. The Usos. Well, of course, you know, Roman probably already had his third shot. I mean, fuck. Ooh, that guy, so, that not, yeah. That guy's not fucking around. He went home. Right. He went home during the whole fucking thing. He was like, fuck this, guys. I had fucking cancer. <laughs> My immune system is not. Uh, Edge, Seth Rollins, Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, RK Bro. Okay, so Randy's fucking. Oh no, AJ was in Crown Jewel. Oh. I'm shocked. Well, who knows? Because you know what? The other thing is sometimes shit gets said that's not true, you know? And maybe it was like I don't think you could go to Saudi Arabia and not be vaccinated. No, but what I mean to say is I'm I'm saying about the releases. Oh, oh, oh it's oh, like oh. um well, who knows? You know, we'll, we'll say it was budgetary and then we'll have someone else say that it was because of, you know, put it on somebody else. I don't know. but I mean, I definitely don't see Nia Jax on this crown jewel card. And, you know, God bless her. Hopefully it was <laughs> Nia Vax. Well, did you see that she, she wrote a whole thing? She wrote a whole thing, yeah. but she doesn't come out and say it, but she just she alludes, she says she brings up out of nowhere my vaccination status was never well but to me that's just saying like things are being said that aren't true or or are true or whatever but i mean more that she was sort of going like you know that thing of like i had you know been off and then asked for some more time and then instead they just fired me but who knows man who knows dude know. that's it's like would would carrie get fired would his, would his old man release him? I don't think so. I don't think so. He's a modern day warrior. Uh, I tell you, man, but the, the only one Meltzer said for sure was a vaccination thing was uh, 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 British Bulldog Jr. What's his oh, name? Harry, Harry Smith. Smith. Yeah. Which is like, dude, I mean, anybody who doesn't want to get vaccinated, I'm just like, you know, you're an idiot, but the fact that it's like you, you, you got brought back into WWE. <laughs> it's so weird. He was in and he was like waiting to get to debut, which is also right. Yeah. But I mean, anybody that they've like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Fucking so, so I mean, carrying cross and fucking Scarlet wouldn't get it. Or is he just, I mean, this is all speculation. It's Who all knows? speculation. Who knows? Maybe. I mean, Carrying Cross was he was already he was waiting to get repackaged good. another yeah. time, you know. So, well, what what struck me as funny is because then um, 
the first, you know, you, you got to look at everybody's Instagram, like, okay, everybody that got released, what are they saying? What are they saying? And Scarlett Bordeaux put up a picture of herself, you know, looking wonderful. And, and the caption was, who's going to stop me? And my first, first thought was, I don't know, COVID? Did you not get vaccinated? Is that what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, like, I what? do feel like carrying cross though. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know where he lands because I, it's he's just, not, I just don't know what's going on there. I, he's, he's never done anything for me. Some people like vanilla. Some people will say that's their favorite flavor. It was a cool entrance, but even after he went gladiator, no, because it's, it's so Vince. It's so Vince. that It's like, you know, Sean and Hunter, like pour everything they have into this guy. They're like, okay, we got him exactly where we want him to be. Send him to the main roster. And Vince is like, mm, have him lose, lose to Jeff Hardy. Mm, he didn't get over. Chain went to a gladiator. Mm, he sucks. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. That, that said, it, it was a cool entrance. But every time she would like lip sync to the theme song, I thought mm. it was really hokey. Yeah. Well, you but know what they rate. say. No chance in hell. You've got no chance in hell. Yeah. And that was the other thing. Keith Lee said that uh, when he had his heart issues and stuff, which was caused by catching COVID at that place, he paid all those medical bills himself. Hmm. He doesn't know how to work. Why would we pay his bills? Mm. <laughs> I can't work. Figure out how to pay your own fucking medical bills. Show me you can even figure that out, pal. God. The hell are you doing drop kicks for? You're fat. Hmm. God, learn how to work. Anyway, uh, Arn and Tully face off. Love that. And uh, I tell you, dude, when, it, when, when Alan Angels finally beats Kenny Omega, it is going to be in fucking incredible. Yeah. I, I love that. I mean, it was just, it, it's perfect. I, it's everything that I like about AEW's TV is the fact that people aren't just overexposed. I mean, when John Cena was on the show, John Cena was on every fucking show. You know, they had to build the show around him. Whereas it's like, Kenny, maybe he'll be represented in an interview. Maybe he won't be there. Maybe he'll have a match. Right. Where's Don Callis? Does he have COVID? No, I, I don't. There's something else going on there. I think now he's been gone long enough. I, I, I have no idea what him and him and the good bros. Well, I wish him all the best. I can't imagine uh, Carl Anderson's getting the shot. Put it this way. If, if AEW goes to Europe, I don't expect Chris Jericho to be on the card. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, it, it sucks because Don Callis is so good. I wish that old uh, Dirty Don was still on the program. Personally. The invisible hand. Can't get an answer. Can't get an answer. Where has he been? Yeah. Maybe you need a tweet right now. At Don Callis. Where the fuck have you been? Hey, why aren't you on TV, Mark? Hey, can start you wish me happy birthday and tell me where you've been? <laughs> yeah, start calling him the mark. Anyway, take a trip to Dallas with me. Man, I guess. This was a good... Um, things are really heating up. This is... I mean, the, 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 the seeds are all being planted and they are starting to take root and bear fruit. I did not... I did not think we we're going to see Tiger Mask, but here we are. Tiger Mask oh, was in Texas. God. I didn't even know. I thought this was going to be one of those gimmicks like on Mid-South when it was in air quotes, Blue Demon is here. <laughs> right. Tiger Mask instead of Checkmate. 
I mean, if I had my least favorite wrestler of the week each time, it might be checkmate, like mm. ad infinitum. Mm-mm. world-class championship wrestling season one on peacock episode 47 november 13th 1982 we open up with bill mercer and jay saldy at the announced position run down the card fritz is going to reveal the proof finally definitive proof that gary hart took a payoff took a bounty from rick flair to put carrie von eric out of commission yeah let's see it and Carrie is back. We're time finally, is finally right. Time is right. First match, the Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes and Terry Bam Bam Gordy versus Killer Tim Brooks and Captain Frank Dusick. Mm. Uh, Killer Tim Brooks looking every bit like a drifter and a murderer. Um, Can we get a stat on the number of times that the Deuce has jerked the curtain on World Class Championship Wrestling TV? Also, Michael Hayes' hair is i mean it's always luscious but this is just a particularly good hair day for him absolutely that fall that crisp fall air in dallas really Uh. treating him well um gordy does this drop down deal i gotta think that frank dusik came up with this spot because there has been a pattern in frank dusik matches where the either the crisscross or the drop down always leads to some sort of very entertaining you know goof on him right um, I got to think he's the guy laying out this match, but they do a, a drop down. Dusik drops down on the, on the canvas. Gordy jumps over him, drops down next to him. And then Dusik goes over and look, what the fuck are you doing? Dropping down next to me. And then they get on their hands and knees and then Gordy chases him away. Like he's a fucking bulldog. It's, it's incredible. Uh, hilarious spot. And then, um, the finish is like, I mean, Gordy's got, one of them, I don't know which one, maybe it's too sick. <clears throat> Samoan in a, in a fireman's carry. And then Michael comes off the top rope, drops an elbow on him, and then Gordy lets him go almost like into like a Death Valley driver situation. Uh, spectacular Michael. finish. Michael, Michael, that's that guy that sold us all that bad cocaine. Next up, Sal Alvarez versus and the Samoan versus Kabuki. I, I, I'm shocked. Shocked. Kabuki. The great Kabuki is so much more entertaining and interesting in a handicap match. Normally, a handicap match is just kind of clunky. Yeah. You know, it's usually a big guy like Andre, or they did it with Ryback and Braun. And with Kabuki, it forces him to move faster, do more moves. And the fact that he's got all that hair in his fucking face like a sheepdog, you can't see where he's looking. And it truly does play like he's got eyes in the back of his head. He's like choking one guy. He fucking roundhouse kicks another guy. Way better. It's it's way better. He needs to be fighting more than one person. It's incredible, dude. Uh, And this is the way I've always said three-way matches should go. I understand this isn't a three-way, but at one point, Sal Oliveira's submits. And he just quits the match. And then the match continues where Kabuki is now has to beat the Samoa. And I'm like, that that solves so many problems of like, and I know WWE loves the three-way because it's 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 a way to get out of the champion can lose without losing type of mm-hmm. bullshit, you know. But as an oh, elimination, you're saying you prefer. 
much, much prefer it because then you can actually have DQs and there's higher stakes in a three-way. So then um, at one point, the uh, Samoan does a falling head drop, headbutt onto Kabuki, misses by a mile. Jay Saldi calls it out. He goes, you missed. <laughs> Fuck it, I popped. Uh, Kabuki goes over. Bundy comes out at the end, challenges great Kabuki. And uh, Gary Hart holds them both back. They get, grab some weapons. The whole thing turns into a big schmoz. And uh, we go to commercial. We come back. Jay Saldi talking with Kerry Von Erich at the ringside. Asks him the question, who do you want to fight more, Kabuki or Flair? Kerry mm. wants them both, but he wants that title more. Well, yeah. That seems well, like yeah. kind of a stupid question to me, man. Hey, man. The people want to know. Kerry's in the ring versus Destroyer number two. Bill and Jay do a really good job on commentary, just putting over the idea that like Carrie's been gone and he's getting his groove back. You know, he's, he's trying to get off the rust. He's trying to get back into ring shape. A lot of headlocks in this match, a lot in the following week in Carrie's match. And it fits into the story yeah. of like, he's, he's been rehabbing. And uh, he's back really soon because he's so super strong. He's he's Von Eric. He's a great athlete, but he is getting back in. in well, he's shape. like Cena, man. He just he he recovers oh very quickly. Cena, man, what a fucking genetic freak that guy is. Um, we go to the announced position. Bill Mercer and Jay Saldy can't find Gary Hart. Supposed to do the segment where Fritz and Gary confront each other with the evidence. Can't find Gary Hart. Gary Hyden. Yeah, back to the ring. Now we see Bugsy McGraw versus Checkmate, and Checkmate, for whatever reason, is now wearing a tiger mask mask. <laughs> um Checkmate. It is so insane. Checkmate. I was sucks. saying check, please. This is a really rough match. Um, he does uh, Bill Mercer calls it the the armadillo move. This is where Checkmate just curls up into a ball uh, on the mat and there's nothing that the opponent can do. And so at one point, Bugsy does it. So now they're both doing it <laughs> next to each other, which is one of the more entertaining things I've Come seen. Come on, Bugsy. Never go away, Bugsy. Uh, eventually, they, they fight onto the apron. Uh, bear hug. Uh, Bugsy's got a bear hug on Checkmate. And it gets to the point where Referee just counts them out because they do not re-enter the ring. I mean, Long that's walk. my concern because I know, you know, when the territory catches fire, I don't remember hearing about Bugsy being there. I, I just worry how much longer we're going to get to see Bugsy, I think, man. I think Bugsy's going to move on at some point, unfortunately. Um, now we get the segment. Fritz and Gary Hart in the world-class studio, which looks just like the announced position, just without the desk. They've removed the grassy knoll. Yeah. Uh, Gary doesn't want to get too close to Fritz. Fritz, at one point, grabs Gary mm. by the collar and pulls him in close. Fritz von Eric, here's the proof. He has a Xerox of a $12,000 check written $12,500 to Gary Hart from Ric Flair for, I, I forget what the memo says, services, services and something yeah something uh gary hart looks like he's seen a ghost demands to know where did you get that 
Bundy. Bundy. King Kong Bundy had the check, made a Xerox of it, sold the Xerox to the Von Erichs for $5,000. I lowballed. He wanted more, but Fritz would only give him five. So now Fritz has, uh, has the proof. Gary Hart takes a powder. Fritz explains that now the NWA is investigating the matter and uh, they will be giving Carrie a rematch. And obviously they want the rematch to be here in Texas. They're negotiating that part of the situation. But um, this angle is all just falling into place beautifully. Thankfully, it's wrestling. I feel like in a lot of sports, you know, if you got caught paying right. to injure something, like, I mean, Nancy Kerrigan or something, there'd be more yeah. of like an actual. You, you might be you know, barred for life. Right. There might be some judicial. And uh, we go back to the announced desk. Bill and Jay are sitting there with King Kong Bundy, and they spend a few minutes explaining that they have no time to talk to King Kong Bundy. Uh, they will talk to him next week, mm. which was my favorite thing. It's, it's like when somebody goes on and on and on about how busy they are and they don't have any time to talk to you. <laughs> Kevin Dunn used to do that a lot on headset. Mm. So we're going to talk to Buddy next week. Here we are. Episode 48, November 20th, 1982. World-class championship wrestling. Open up on the announced position. Bill and Jay, they run down the, the card. It's a, kind of a tag team night. Excuse me. Going to be a lot of tag team matches tonight. We're going to have the Bundy interview. We're going to get a lot of answers. First up, Al Madrill and Bugsy McGraw. A man-child looks funny and acts funny. Thank you, Bill Mercer versus mm-hmm. Wild Bill Irwin and Checkmate. Tiger Mask, check, please. Come on. Um, Come on. I know. So uh, Bugsy uh, works with Irwin for a little while. Checkmate comes in. Bugsy immediately goes into the armadillo position. Very funny. Uh, Alma Drill comes in. He works with Checkmate. They get the heat on him. Irwin comes in. They start pouring the heat on Al. They start double teaming. Finally get the hot tag to Bugsy. And then it gets really chaotic and then uh, eventually leads into the finish. I feel like uh, David came back from Japan. He's like, hey, look at this mask I got over there. (laughs) Give that to me. It's like, we need that. It's like, well, I think there's a guy in Japan that wears it. No one gives a fuck. Oh, I think Sayama's wearing it, though, Pop. (laughs) Shut up. So uh, next up, Destroyer number two versus the aforementioned David Von Erich. Yellow Rose, Texas. Um, I don't know who Destroyer two is, but he has so much body hair that you'd almost think you could identify him from it. Mm-mm. A suspicious amount of body hair. Too much hair, frankly. Hair shirt. I mean, the man looks warm. I'll just put it that way. Uh, David goes over, quite obviously. And I mean, David's just fucking. David's got it, whatever it is. Next up, another pair of guys who have it the Freebirds, Michael and Terry versus Kabuki and Magic Dragon. Again, I just love this. Having watched the shows, we know who the players are. We've now brought in this new tag team, hot baby faces. They're exciting. They're dynamic. They're not like anybody else. They're pure MTV rock and roll. And we're putting them against the fucking heels that we know nobody likes. And it's like, yeah, 
have them fight Kabuki and Dragon. It's about time the Freebirds go over them. Um, what more can be said? Now, it ain't not a lot can be said about that. Not, not, not much more can be said about that. Basically, we're just getting over the Freebirds as hot, red hot baby faces in the territory, young and ready to brawl. Why Bundy? Why? Bill and Jay at the desk. They talk with Bundy. Uh, actually, no, they go to footage. Bundy is at the docks at the railway somewhere <laughs> with Bill Merster. Got to make and he's man eating, ends meet. Eating wings. Fucking Bundy is out in the cold eating a chicken wing. <laughs> one of the more beautiful touches I've ever seen on a wrestling show. Caught him on his lunch break. And, uh, you know, Covering his ass, he, he he knew that he wasn't getting his money, and and he got sent for some reason. One of the scrubs didn't get sent to pick up. Suddenly, he's an errand boy for Gary Hart. So, on his way back with the check from Flair, he makes a Xerox of it, cover his own ass, knew it would come in handy, and sure enough, the next part is one of my favorite things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. It is just still footage of Ric Flair's image. Yeah. Along with some really, you know, top of the line, early 80s computer graphics sure. of Bill Mercer calling Ric Flair and dealing with Ric Flair's secretary at what do they say? Ric Flair Enterprises or yeah. Ric Flair something. Uh, and Flair is ducking Mercer and he's like, I've been calling. I've been leaving messages. Well, I'm sure he's going to call you back real soon. He's just awful busy right now. and He's not around. It's fucking unbelievable. It's also um, the Bundy thing makes it a little more interesting of, you know, him being upset that they didn't have time for him last week because he obviously came from his job at the docks. He wasn't right. He's not at TV. The guy's got a job and he had to get off the dock and, and, and come to the studio to right. find out they didn't have time. So he's like, catch me at work. I, I can't fucking come back over here on his lunch break, too. He's like, I'm, I'm in the middle of eating this chicken. When that thing, when that whistle blows, I'm back in there. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Five grand don't go as far as it used to. That's why I, want, why I wanted 12. Next in the ring, Kerry Von Eric versus the murderer, the drifter, Tim Brooks. Mm. Tim Brooks lives up to his name, tries to kill Kerry before the introductions even happen. Uh, Kerry still has his ring robe on, finally gets uh, Tim Brooks down in the head scissors. And he starts taking his robe off while he's got the guy in the head scissors. It's, it's an incredible moment. Then uh, talk with Kerry. Jay interviews him at the announce desk. Uh, how soon will you be ready for Ric Flair? Kerry says he feels he needs about a month. And sure enough, doesn't that put us right at Christmas time? Ooh, that's lucky. And, and Fritz has already, he didn't say cage match, but he already alluded to we want a match. That is going to be a very brutal match, and we know that there's going to be no funny business. Uh, you wish, dude. We are headed towards something real fucking huge, dude. Huge. I love it. I love seeing every bit of it. Uh, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Vince, who's your favorite wrestler? Man, I got to go with Eddie. Same. I mean, if you haven't seen this essay we're talking about, the right. links are everywhere. You got to read Eddie Kingston's essay. Yeah. His work. Uh, on Rampage and him, him fighting on Saturday night, dude, I'm right back where I started from the mad King. What can I tell you? <sighs> I mean, also just that segment in and of itself, 
I do want to mention this when the crowd reaction too, because when Punk started talking about John Moxley, I've never heard a wrestling crowd more dead silent. You know, like they were dialed in, mm-hmm. and when when they went back into the work, the crowd was fucking off, unhinged. When when Eddie came out. I mean the the way the amount of work that they both had to do to get people to stop chanting so that they could get their angle out right was incredible and just like working there and the and the crowd was torn the crowd was with one and then with the other and then with both and then then that pull apart was just it was a thing of beauty and then it all goes off with Eddie making that fucking face, sticking his tongue out of his head. I mean, <laughs> that Dude. shit was unhinged. Eddie Kingston is uh, absolutely phenomenal. We've been saying it for years. We got, uh, yeah. Okay. Where, uh, where can the kids find you? Whoa. At Vince Averill on Twitter, Vince.Averill on Instagram, Monday Night Beers podcast, San Jose on Saturday. If anybody's hanging out, say hello. That's right. McCarthy right ahead, all forms of social media. I've been busy with a news job, but I will have time to uh, go through some old wrestling tapes and find some more McCarthy the Amazing promos very soon. Got to hope. And uh, next week, uh, the 18th uh, performing stand-up comedy. Check, uh, check my social media for info and uh, you could... There's even going to be people in the crowd. If you want to try to get tickets, you can get on that. Patreon patrons. Oh, definitely. Any shout outs? Um, Lowell holiday. Mm, it's a holiday with you, Lowell. Wait, Damn. I think where I did him. Uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 that's what I was trying to look up the dates to see. Rob Britt. Mm, yeah. That's Ra. a freshie. Yeah. Yeah. Robert. Uh, we're going to call you Robert. And that's, uh, that's what we got. So, uh, you know what, Maddie, happy birthday. And uh, thank you. Um, enjoy your Chinese food. Let's do the Q and A. You want to do another that day? Yeah, let's do it another day, man. You got to get out with the fam and enjoy yourself. Thank you, friend. And I know everyone will understand. So we'll see you next week, Vince. Uh-huh. You are the stuff, <laughs> and I can't get enough. I, here's my phone number. I don't give a fuck. <laughs>